enigmatic, extraordinary, extravagant. Their palaces worthy of every superlative, both homes and works of art, the results of the boundless imagination of their creators, misunderstood geniuses. Like in Haute-Rive in the Drôme region, where the Postman Cheval's ideal palace proudly sits. Every year, almost 200,000 visitors try to unravel its mysteries. There's a real mixture, a host of things which are completely eccentric, but which work wonderfully well together. Neither an architect nor a sculptor, Ferdinand Cheval was a humble postman back in the 19th century. Every evening after his round, he carted in blocks of stone and gradually built his ideal palace. It would take him 33 years to complete his unclassifiable work of art. Here we have a kind of monumental column with the head of a centaur, then four small columns beneath holding everything up. The restorers of the palace always say, we've no idea how the whole thing holds together. It defies the laws of gravity. An architectural enigma, populated by animals and mythological figures, evoking the temples of the Far East. An imaginary journey inspired by the illustrated magazines of the time, or the postcards that the postman Cheval delivered. This is the gallery, which is the wonder of wonders. It's filled with sculptures. The decoration is quite extraordinary. Here are some birds, and here seashells lay back to front to emphasize their imprint. The work was met with mockery during its creator's lifetime before later appealing to the surrealists and artists like Picasso. The ideal palace still raises questions and inspires artists today. This comic book author never tires of sketching it, down to its finest details. Sketching it is also a way of understanding it and grasping the giddiness he must have felt. You lose yourself in it, you don't understand everything, but it literally transports you elsewhere. It's an enigma, and I find it extremely poetic. The postman Cheval wanted to make his mark, and today his palace is a listed historical monument. Another region, another enigma in stone, in the middle of the fields of Mayenne in northwest France. Here's a palace museum defended by a dragon and creatures that filled the childhood of the artist, Robert Tatin. His work now fascinates 40,000 visitors a year. It's a chimney. You can imagine the smoke coming out. So that's the first element, fire. It's fabulous. I didn't expect to see so many different things, such a wealth in such a small place. Have you grasped his artistic approach? Oh, not completely. It's quite hard work because there's so many codes to decipher. It's really, it's really very complex. To better understand this artistic vision, one needs to look into Robert Tatin's life. He studied at the Paris School of Fine Art. He also worked as a carpenter, a painter, and later a potter. A disconcerting self-taught sculptor, he handled the chisel with the same ease as he handled the paintbrush in philosophy. His home, now part of the museum, has been left untouched since his death in 1983. From his painting studio to his bathroom, the slightest little detail was designed by the artist. There was no real distinction between his artist's life and his daily life. He often called himself an ouvrier, a worker who produces artworks, because to him, there wasn't such a big difference between an artist painter and a painter decorator. Nuddy ouvrier, 
architects of uninhabitable homes. Mightn't they be trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? That's certainly not the case with the designer of the Palais Bulle. On the French Riviera, this bubble-like architectural curiosity is definitely a livable home. And here's its entrance. Everything moves and everything's round. This is the work of Antilovag, a Finnish avant-garde architect who moved to the Riviera in the 1970s. He drew the plans for the Palais Bulle, then sold the house to top designer Pierre Cardin. He used it as a source of inspiration. Elle est faite comme un corps humain. Si vous voyez tous les couloirs, ce sont les artères, ce sont les voyous, ce sont les, ce sont les veines. Il y a un cerveau, il y a un cœur. The Palais Bulle is no longer inhabited today. It's Jean-Pascal S. who's in charge of keeping the place alive. 2,000 square meters, or should I say round meters, of inhabitable surface and windows everywhere to let in light. It was the very principle of the bubble house. Organic architecture with this window looking onto the overflowing swimming pool. In fact, it was the first overflowing pool on the Riviera. Off the corridors, 12 suites set out like alcoves with perfectly adapted furniture and fittings. Every suite has a round bed with a round toilet, a round hand basin and a round bath. Everything is round. For those who are looking to buy, since Pierre Cardin's death, the Palais Bulle is up for sale. It's valued at 400 million euros, making it one of the most expensive villas in the world. But first and foremost, a priceless artist's palace. Thank <laughs> you.